It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Looking to give back this holiday season? Donate to the Army Historical Foundation. For 40 years, the Army Historical Foundation has ensured our nation never forgets the sacrifices of those who serve. As the Army's nonprofit partner, the Foundation constructed the National Museum of the United States Army. The Foundation's work also extends beyond the museum's walls, restoring artifacts, touring historic battlefields, and remembering all we owe to America's Army veterans. Donate today at ArmyHistory.org. This is an official download from the CustardTV.com. Custard TV podcast, this could be my last one. I don't know what's going to happen to me. The thing that wor- used to worry me about doing... Because I used to do London to LA every Christmas. And you're over the sea an awful long time. Like, a lot of it is just... There's a map that they show you on the plane. That you can keep looking how mm. long's left. And a lot of it is just... Floating above the sea. So I'm a bit freaked <laughs> out at this point. Be all right. So, yeah. Just listen so, to your music and, yeah. and some podcasts. Yeah. Literally. Are you too able to sleep on a plane? Because I can't at all. I no. don't tend to go on a plane very often, Luke. No. You, know, I'm you went to Poland recently. Yeah, but that wasn't that wasn't a long flight, really. I've never really been, apart from when I went to America 18 years ago. I've never really been on a long flight. It's always been like France, Portugal, Belgium. And I, I've Poland. been on a plane three times in my life. Once to Newcastle, so that doesn't count. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to say New York. <laughs> no, I don't. No, one, once to Florida, and that was fine. Yeah. No, I found that very unsettling that I couldn't read or sleep because I thought it'd be like a train, you know, like because I can get on a train Hang and fall on, asleep. Why couldn't or... you read? It was too unsettling. I, all I could do was watch a repeat of the same four episodes of Friends. Hang on a minute. How, how is reading unsettling? No, it was. Mm-hmm. I did, uh, do you remember fifth... which four episodes? Oh, gosh, no, I don't. Uh, third time, I went to Paris. Okay. And that's, only, and that's only like 30 minutes in the air. You know, it's nothing at all. I, I didn't know anyone. I never heard anyone say they couldn't read on a plane. I know. I sort of know what you mean, but... No, I, yeah. also as well, we were kind of chucked in like sort of, you know, like farm animals. There was nowhere yeah. to spread your arms, you know, and I'm not, as you know, not a small chap. Yeah. Did you have two, not two seats then, Gary? No, I didn't have two seats. Two seats, Red Rook. When is it you're going to America again? I'm off soon. Yes, you're good, yeah. Luke. Hey, everybody, here's our staff. Gary. I'd never heard of him before today. And Matt. He's a professional. Talking telly. Try it. Just for one week. Just try the program for one week. This is the Custard TV Podcast. I finally got my presents back from my... Hey! What you got? Well, I told you what I got. Oh, I so there wasn't. Have... You knew exactly what you'd got. You just yeah. Never I, got... Told, I, I told. I oh, told. Okay. I just gave them to someone else, and I hadn't really seen her properly. Oh. To get them, and we went out. I went out with some of my old colleagues last Wednesday, and she said, "Do you want to come round after, and I can give you your, your stuff that you were meant to have like six weeks ago." 
Yeah. So she's she, finally she, stopped jogging stalking you, and now she's actually... She wasn't jogging stalking me. We went jogging together. <laughs> That's what Gary's suspicious of anyone who runs. Who exercises. Yeah. yeah. Who's I, thinking, can't, I can't believe anyone would run for no reason. There's got to be an ulterior motive to it. I can't I'm, believe she just runs alongside you and that's it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Full disclosure again on the podcast. We are recording early. Due to me flying off, I want to edit it. So there may have been some news, but I have yet to find it. It's only Monday, so no real big news this week. Look, if, the... if, if there is news, where should they go to get it? Oh, you can visit uh, thecustardtv.com is the website from which oh, this podcast I... tales. Uh, in the meantime, all the stuff based in the country I'm visiting, it's scary goes west. Kidding is a new comedy, I would say black comedy, starring Jim Carrey. It's showing on Showtime uh, in America, and it's directed by Michael Gondry. Now, I'm not... Michelle Gondry. Michelle Gondry. Okay. Michelle Gondry. (laughs) Thank you. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, he did with Jim Carrey. Oh, okay. So that, well, that, blimey, no wonder I was depressed. I almost cried at the end of that. Uh, Right, Okay. (laughs) Mr. Carey plays Jeff Pickles, who is playing a kind of like... Um, Do you say... know who Mr. Rogers is, Gary? Well, no, I was going to say more Pee Wee Herman, but not quite as twee. But yeah, Mr. Rogers would be a good link. Yes, I do know who that is. And he's part of this program called the Mr. Pickles Puppet Time. And you open with him appearing on Conan O'Brien, uh, a talk show on TBS in America. Probably the highlight for me with Danny Trejo. Yeah, what was oh, that gosh, all yeah. about? Yeah. <laughs> and his pee hound. I finally, I finally worked out what the P stands for. <laughs> yeah. That was my um, favourite joke. And, and uh, obviously he, he, he goes on the show is this Mr. Pickles character. His dad is brilliantly played by Frank Lagella. His sister is played by Catherine Keener. Uh, and they also work on the show. And obviously something has happened. At the beginning of the episode, you kind of work out that something happened a year ago to Jeff Pickles. But throughout the episode, you realise that he had two twin sons, or he has two twin sons, one of which died in an accident. Uh, where he was driving the car, uh, and he's obviously been very affected by this, even though he's continued his Mr. Pickles, you know, kind of like kid's entertainer. But he wants to talk about death on the show. He wants to sort of do kind of like therapy in the show for like kids who lose things. And the episode takes these kind of like very dark turns when you meet his other son, when you meet his ex-wife, when you meet, you know, his family. And you begin to find out that really uh, Jim Carrey is playing almost like a repressed character, almost like a child, as opposed to like a child entertainer. He's got hardly any sort of emotional outbursts or anything. And at the end of the episode, he actually moves in next door to his ex-wife. who is Buys now the house. New, buys the house next door. His ex-wife has moved on and has got a new partner. And the very end of the episode, you see him kind of uh, breaking the tap and the faucet because he's literally looking at his wife and her new partner kissing and he sort of, you know, angrily. And that's the kind of first emotional outburst I think he's ever had since his son died. It is Jim Carrey, but he's he's playing the most uncomedic version of himself I think I've ever seen. And th- there's no real laugh out loud moments. It's more sort of like observational humour. Jim Carrey, powerhouse performance, as is to be expected. But I think tonally, it didn't know quite 
how it wanted to approach it and where it wanted to be. And because Jim Carrey plays this childlike persona within his TV show, he it, I struggled with it because he doesn't come out of that persona as a person. And I didn't mm-hmm. connect to him enough as a person for me to go, I'm desperate to see more. I found it a hard watch because... Not because of the grief and because of the death and and that side of it, but because Jim Carrey was kind of oppressive and didn't stop being that TV character. Now, that may be the point of the whole show, of course. It may be that he doesn't know how to switch it off, but I found it all quite frenetic. I honestly didn't think much of Jim Carrey's performance. I, I don't know what it was. I understand he's sort of grief-stricken and everything like that. Yeah. It just felt like he was going through the motions, you know, he mm. didn't... You, you, did, you didn't sort of want to him no. to... And you can un, you understood why... I mean, I love Judy Greer. I think casting her is, is great, and I hope she gets more to do as the series goes on. I'm not going to watch it, but I hope she has no, got more to do. Catherine Keener as well is an actress I really like, but he yeah. is almost sort of sidelined as the sister whose husband is having an affair with another man and that's why her daughter won't eat her vegetables. It's full of people that I like. I think the actual, the the son who survived, I think, he his was the best performance for me. I think he did a better performance of sort of grief than mm. Jim Carrey. It is very, very sort of, I wouldn't even say it's a comedy, really. The only, well, thing, no, that makes right. it a, yeah. the only thing that makes it a comedy is it's half an hour long. Yeah. And that yeah. I don't think... I. I don't think there is much... I mean, Michelle Gondry's films, as you said, Eternal Sunshine made you quite... Is that sort of introspection, I suppose, is the word that you can use here. His films are very sort of navel-gazing to an extent. Gary, one question we have for you, though, is what is your favourite Jim Carrey film? Cable Guy. Ooh! Because actually he was was trying not to be likeable in that film, and I thought it was brilliant. Because he thought you'd say Truman Show. I was convinced. Truman well, Truman Show. Show again is not a comedy. No, it didn't no, say what's your favourite Jim Carrey comedy. Oh, okay. I said what's your favourite Jim like, Carrey. I like film. the Truman Show, but I don't honestly think of that as a Jim Carrey movie. If I, 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 I don't know why. Because <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I don't know why I bother. <laughs> well, no, okay. I mean, I, I, the, the, obviously, I like Liar Liar because it's just slapstick, stupid, and you know that's Jim Carrey at kind of like his best, and you know things like The Mask are good, but I, I really liked Cable Guy. Okay. Because Thanks I think he was, was dark in that, you know, and I liked it. It was interesting to see what he did, like, with the TV show, because he's one of those, yeah. like, film stars who hasn't, obviously he started on TV, mm. but yeah. um, hasn't done, hasn't been one uh, who's sort of... In Living Colour or On Living Colour? In very Living Colour. This is his first sort of cable show, like a lot of the sort of big yeah. actors do, and I don't know if it's because he's working with Michelle Gondry, that's why he's decided to do this, or... Because yeah. it just, I, for me, he just didn't work for this. And no. I, I, the guy who's created it is his first sort of big thing. He worked on Weeds and other sort of. Oh, okay. Now that, that, make, that makes a bit of sense, actually. Yeah, but, but he's he, he's not sort of created that. You know, he's not really led a show, ran a show, isn't it? I, I, I won't mean, be watching any more. I do, I do agree with what, what Matt said about. I think they should do more with the other characters. But I, I get I, the fe- I get the feeling this is a Jim Carrey vehicle yeah. and it's mostly going to be about him opening up and being more expressive and probably killing somebody and really if we could we're not going to obviously but if we could redo this i was far more positive because i didn't want to be mr negative all the time but i agree 
far more with what Matt said than perhaps oh, my... Don't, don't, well, don't no, I'm, back, I'm, I'm, no it's just I'm always so down, so I thought <laughs> let's look at the positive sides of it. Considering it was half an hour, it's that, it dragged for a long time. Yes, uh, and And I really struggled with it. If you want to see it after our glowing review, you can. It's on Square Atlantic. <laughs> yeah, we've sold it November. really well. When is it on? In uh, the end of October on Square Atlantic. Oh, there we go. Have you told your friends about this podcast? Okay, here we go. No. It's just not my idea of a good time. Tell them now. That's what the people want to hear. This is the Custard TV podcast. Good to the last drop. From thecustardtv.com. With the reviews, of which I'm not sure what we're talking about, so this will be exciting, I've already forgotten. With the reviews, it's Matt. Well, today on the reviews, we <laughs> shall be discussing Strangers Episode That's 1. That's it, thank you. And um, another thing. No offence. No offence. And maybe me and, and uh, Gary, uh, did you watch Strictly Gary? I did. So we might have a little chat about that. I hope so. <laughs> oh, okay. He's really into this. <laughs> um, bodyguard, let's start with the big yeah. guns. Well, no guns. All the in this... blank guns, actually. Yeah. Ooh. Hey. Nice. This was certainly the quietest episode we've had so far of Bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Luke sitting there, feeling all smug. Yeah. yeah. You can't Did see you know me, but I'm on my high horse. Just guessing. No, I just guessed because okay. because he's got form for doing it, and I thought. Even if she had survived, she's not going to be working as the Home Secretary. I love, I love the fact that in your review, by the way, big up your review, I love the fact that you've got the questions coming in and the questions coming out. Like it. Yeah. Um, but she, I, 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 I was going to have the is she really dead thing and then I saw the fun cover Radio of tomorrow's Times Radio covered, Times. Yeah. I think I think your quote, and, and we've spoken about this, Matt and I, and I think I know what you mean, but my favourite quote from you last week was, they won't kill her. There's far too much story left to tell. Not that you know what the story is. And also, if this was episode five... <laughs> well, no, gen- genuinely, I, I, to, back, to slightly defend it before Matt carries on, is genuinely, <laughs> I just thought he's got thought, he's got previous to doing episode one and he's obviously killed people. I mean, he's killing more people than George R.R. R. Martin in Game of Thrones now. Yeah. So I mean, it, but they're you know, not Keely Hawes, to be fair. Uh, well, yeah, to be fair, he's killing Keely Hawes a number of times. <laughs> what, what's she done to him? Yeah. Oh, poor, poor Keely. What does she do to annoy Why Jeff? Why does she keep signing up for his shows? That's what yeah. I want to know. The big reveal was um, about sort of a third into the episode, the announcement that um, Julia Montague had uh, died from her injuries at the blast. Also, that little female copper that called her called him Skip. It went very line of duty. There was, was a lot more. Very interviews. line of duty. Yeah. David now believes that someone is sort of infiltrating his house. He tries to commit suicide in this episode, but for someone to put blanks in his in his gun, his wife Sophie Rundle or ex-wife, a strange wife, still is saying you need to get help. There is the feeling that um, Julia's sort of closest political confidants had something to do with it. The characters played by Vincent Franklin and Paul Reddy have a sort of hushed discussion. Paul Reddy's character gets brought into to be interviewed. The the sort of the main suspect is the the Asian aide who had the briefcase, who mm. who who, pre- who also perished in the blast. It is one of those episodes where there's plenty of questions up in the air. I think this, uh, and say having said previously that I think it was the second episode where it felt like it ended three times. This one just feels like they cut off at like oh that's yeah. an hour now. We've got to end it. So this had a bit very abrupt ending. The one thing that I'm beginning to wonder 
and that yeah. I'm just getting a little bit with Jed is, is there going to be any acknowledgement of the relationship that they had now? Because they had a relationship. No, they were just sex, Gary. I agreed in episode three they had a relationship. <laughs> I thought in episode two it was just sex. In he, saw three, gift, he saw gifts exchanged. But to be there fair, wasn't... she did get him the gift of his son getting into a special school. So yes. that was a sort of gift. Okay. That's very Clinton card-esque. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I love you. Here's, your, here's a school place here's for your son. Here's a school son, of yeah. your choice. <laughs> Say it with school placements. Uh, <laughs> the hardest scene to watch was the bit where he tried to commit suicide. Mm. That was incredibly hard to watch and brilliantly acted. It opened oh. up so many more. That's why I really like your article, Luke. I'm sorry to go on about this. It opened up so many more questions than it's answered. Yeah. That I and that's really why don't want killing this her off was the, was the best option. Because yeah. It, I mean... My only other thing with Jed again is Line of Duty was about a shadowy organisation within the police that was running everything. And I'm starting to get the feeling that possibly maybe that's what we're heading towards with this, with Vincent Franklin as the new Home Secretary giving Paul Reddy uh, Keely Hall's aid. I really think it would help if Vincent Franklin hasn't been in the thick of it. I yeah, yeah. I'm struggling with Vincent Franklin being mm. in a political role. I've seen a few people that. say that, that, you know, they're just they're just put off by that a bit. And I do think the Line of Duty-esque scenes with the two policemen, I think it just shows that they're not as compelling as the police in Line <laughs> of Duty. I didn't really like those long scenes. Well, they're sort of more counter-terrorism, yeah. aren't they? But I think it they they almost felt like ripped from Line of Duty that I couldn't concentrate on them as a part of this. What I would praise, and again, it's in the review, is the reintroduction of, of Nadia. As I say in the piece, other writers would use her and her predicament as just an exciting and intriguing way to enter a series. We wouldn't mm. think about her again, but there she is, Front and centre at the end. I, I think as well, you you have to stand back and say that I think, I think finally I'm seeing enough out of Richard Madden to say he is a really good actor in this. Mm. At the beginning, he was playing such a robotic character that I wasn't really seeing it. Now he stepped outside of that role of police protection. Now he's a suspect and a witness and a and a, you know he's part of the conspiracy. And you mm. or is he? You're seeing much more of him. I, I still don't, you know, because it's Jed now, I, I, all bets are off. Anybody now could die. The other thing that I would say, and this is something that we talked about last week, I am glad that there wasn't another incident in this episode. Mm. It needed to slow down a little bit. It would have been bit. completely overwhelming. I suppose the incident was the attempted suicide. That was the big sort mm. of yeah, scene. Yes, yeah. I thought the, the best scene was the his interview, you know, him being in that interview room, with Nadia, the um, mm-hmm. the bomb, the would-be bomber on the train, yeah. and that sort of relationship, and and it is it is one of those shows where they do build up the tension, they do build up the the questions, and there is there is the big question mark about is there going to be a series two? Which I I don't think there should be really, but I I can mm-hmm. see it. Unless he's like, bodyguarding for other people, unless yeah, it's, I well, don't yeah. think I'd like that. Whether they just rebooted it every year with him looking after another person, but, but effectively, you know. that's what they do with Line of Duty. 
you reboot those three people uh, investigating another situation. Seven million viewers overnight uh, last night, Sunday night, which is mammoth for the BBC for a drama. It's the biggest opening for a drama since 2006, and it's bugging me to think what that drama was in 2006. I have no idea. Uh, but it's the biggest one since then, so um, I don't know what that was. Would it have been a Doctor Who or something? I mm. wondered that. That's the only thing I wondered. Wait, is it like the first episode of a new series? Or of just a new series, and I can't think of any... Doctor Who start, restarted in 2005 and the left the cheating and yeah. it's Tannen, the first David Tennant yeah, Doctor maybe. Who. I don't, I don't think that started with a huge bang for David Tennant. There was still a bit of apprehension of my memory, so... So, bodyguard so your can... memory, though, Gary. Yeah. Well, yes. yeah, true. <laughs> Bodyguard continued Sunday, and I will be. Oh, I missed the last one. I'm gonna have to find it somewhere um, while I'm away. It's on uh, Sunday night. It's nine o'clock for the BBC. We'll do Strangers, the new. Uh, yeah, I need to come down. <laughs> Gary yep. Friend has co-written this. Yes, this is um, John Sim playing a character called Jonah. He's a professor. He's married to a character played by Dervla Kerwin of Ballycus Angel fame. Dervla Kerwin, um, his wife, who spends sort of half her time in the UK and half her time in Hong Kong on business, uh, she is killed in what initially is suspected to be an accident. Jonah travels to Hong Kong to identify the body. They're meeting Amelia Fox, who works for the British consulate. And while he's at the police station... He sees another man looking at her photo, thinking it's the driver who caused the the death, and it turns out it's her husband, this guy she's been married to for over 20 years. So she knew him a lot bef- longer before she met John Sims' character. And they have got a daughter, and this was the bone of contention. Me and Luke were talking about this the other day. <laughs> uh, the actress Katie Leung who is probably best known for playing Cho Chang in the Harry Potter films, who is 31 years old and Dervla Kerwin is 46. Do so, um, yeah. I, I, I the television be, show, leave my I mind. think she's meant to be playing twi- early, late teens, early 20s. I don't know. It's don't But know. she's like this sort of... The, the big sort of other story, I suppose, is that there's protests going on against... Is it a big business or something that's... It was like a, a, a global sort of yeah globalization sort of thing, and and the daughter is part of the sort of protests, and you get the impression that she it wasn't an accident that the wife's death wasn't an accident. It had something to do with this bigger conspiracy, mm. um, and you assume that John Sim is going to get sucked into it, as is Amelia Fox. But who could care? I couldn't care. But no, I hope no. everyone had a lovely time in Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there he's got some air miles from it. <laughs> um, your friend, can you tell us something about him? Well, not really, no. I mean, no, as I said before, it's not actually my friend, it's yeah, my it's friend's friend. brother. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah here we are. Just distance yourself from him yeah. after you've seen well, him. What no, no, no. What do you think, Strange? I, I found this confusing, but I didn't <laughs> hate it in the same way that I think both of you do. I didn't, no, no, let me just paraphrase. I didn't hate it, I just found it really dull. And yeah. again, to put it in perspective, like Gary, I happened to phone him after he... I didn't know he'd seen it. Happened to phone him. <laughs> <laughs> he picked up the phone. Yeah. Like he just spent an hour at a graveyard. Yeah. And I suppose the problem is, is that they, they kind of... They kind of under they kind of underplay all these big events. So the fact is, is that he yeah. finds out, as you say, that his wife has been leading this kind of double life. 
And they do that in kind of like the back streets of Hong Kong while sharing a cigarette. And it just totally under... I mean, I did like the bit where he kind of like shouted at the consulate, why is that man looking at a picture of my wife? And I couldn't believe that they kind of then dealt with that in that way. And then he goes to the hotel and he breaks a phone and he's just... And I suppose (laughs) that... that. As you say... Gets a pink charger. I suppose the problem is, is that Hong Kong used to be a British... Um, what's Territory. the word? Territory. It's now under the control of the Chinese. Um, you don't really get a sense of why they particularly picked Hong Kong for this. It could have been they any... wanted to go there. I feel maybe, like, well, yeah. maybe, yeah. And I, and I think whilst John Sim is trying very hard... Still Standing is a podcast of hope. My name is Ali Patterson, and I am your host. On this podcast, you're going to hear stories from people who have encountered a living God and found help and hope in their real life. No matter what your life is like right now or what you think of God, I hope you hear stories like yours, and I hope you walk away thinking there's hope for me too. Everyone on this podcast would gladly say it's because of Jesus that I am still standing. Come find out why. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hard to convey a serious actor, you know, someone who's, you know, lost yeah. his wife and everything. It doesn't quite come off. And no. I don't mm. know why. Um, no. And I think Luke thinks it's right. because he's playing someone called Jonah. Yeah, that probably me. Although there is a character called Jonah in No Offense as well, so yeah, but you don't say that very often, do they? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think you've been. I think you've been very honest, very kind, and very truthful there about it. I, I, I know. When I saw it, I hated it, but hate is a strong word. I think you expect. I think you expect more from a big lavish. Mm drama with John Sim in it. I remember when his name used to be I'm going to love this regardless. He could be playing Rupert the Bear and I'd find it engaging. But I just think yeah. what with trauma earlier on this I year in this... I know you did. This was just... Uh, I think the best word and the kindest word is incredibly bland. Again, mm-hmm. a very long 45... Well, yeah. How much have you... Luke, as you said, you couldn't remember half of it. Yeah, and you... yeah. Your question, Gary, why was it Hong Kong? I think it is because a lot of British people do go to work there. You know, it's, yeah, yeah, it's somewhere, yeah. I suppose, like they could have used maybe the UAE or something like that. A lot of people do Dubai. business in Dubai. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think Hong Kong works better because of the sort of the, atmospheric, the atmospherics. Well, no, I was going to say all the like the lights and things like that. Yeah, yeah the, somebody obviously watched a bit of Blade Runner over while they yeah. were you know, directing this and thought, oh, this will look good. And it's probably blooming expensive and blooming warm to fill in Dubai. Um, yeah. Uh, but no, I I just thought it it just felt like everyone was going on a big jolly, and then it was mm. like, oh, we need to write something now. It's, Gary, it's... are you going to be watching any more? Because I know me and Luke. Were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, no, but I tell you why. There's so much else. You're good right, stuff Gary. On. I mean, you know, we 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 talked about other stuff. There's another really good one coming up this week, isn't there? There's a Hugo Blix one. Mm. I don't um, know how good that is. Black Earth Rising. Yeah, yeah, and I want to watch that. And then there's. 
seven episodes of Killing Eve and there whatever are, else. Please you know, do I, Killing Eve. You will, yeah, yeah, you will yeah. Have no, 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 absolutely. Best That's week of your list. life if you do I, that. I, I have so a, before we do the next review, I have a, a, an improvised new feature. Oh, okay. You mentioned what was going on in 2006. Well, I've, I've found out. Would you like to pick a month and I'll tell you what happened in television in 2006? September. Yeah, I was going to say. Okay. In September, uh, Ingram Wilcox was famously on um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, there. Connie Connie Fisher won How Do You Solve a Problem Like Maria. Uh, Richard Hammond was seriously injured crashing a 280-mile car. Was that 12 years ago? That feels more recent than that. He's been injured a lot since then, though, as well. Matt Dawson won the 2006 series of Celebrity MasterChef. Yeah. And Dan Bynum left Countdown. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Cite your sources. Is this Wikipedia or... Oh, it's just Gar- Wikipedia, yeah. This yeah, is Gallipedia. Yeah. Can I just say as well, I don't know if it's a, if it's a Luke-ism, but going just briefly back to Strangers, just because we won't discuss it again... I think yep. what they these dramas they always do it. Somebody dies in a foreign country, and we're supposed to care about them and feel empathy, but we only spend like a few minutes with mm. her before she's killed, yeah. and then we see her again in flashback. How are you supposed to, as an audience member, feel any sort of emotion when you just see somebody hit by a car? But yeah, I just I don't think it works as a as a, a thing. I just think they wanted a like bodyguard. They wanted a shocking opening. Mm. And yeah. but I think that's that's been shown in the trailer as well. The fact she's hit quite brutally by the by well, in the, the certainly in the trailer that he talks about the fact his wife dies. I think mm. I think there's no as you say how she dies. Maybe I don't remember the trailer that much. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I think you know I, I I do do agree. They just picked Hong Kong on a map. They stuck a pin yeah. in a map. Well, let's place it in Hong Kong. It's incredibly just dull and and like you say, forgettable. And I have no desire to see any more. Uh, I, I think we're saying this. ITV aren't winning the autumn. autumn at the moment. They're oh, losing they the back on Sunday night. Autumn. Go, sometimes the Cockney overtakes him. Yeah, so they're, they're, uh, they're losing the, the full schedule. Sorry, yeah. to go American on you. And next up, we are going to talk about the third series of No Offence, um, Channel 4's Blackley or, comic crime drama. crime drama. I think Paul Abbott, who is the creator, yeah. described it as... Um, this series kicks off with um, a protest outside a mayoral debate between characters played by um, two people you never thought would be in the same thing, Lisa McGrills and Ace Batty, but there you go. Before we go into it, there is extensive coverage um, yeah. with all of the uh, the cast. Um, so yeah, so it, it starts with a, a protest outside a uh, debate, and during the debate... Uh, Joanna Scanlon's character Viv Deering is sort of ushered onto the stage and while this is happening a gunman shoots his gun (laughs) the term we use in the police is fires his gun there we go a chase ensues are we spoiling things yes okay uh, yeah because yeah so spoiler if you haven't seen it go and watch it now uh pause it here um and uh it results in the death of uh, Alexandra Roach's character, Joy. Was it a genuine shock? For I you? thought they'd kill off Will Meller. Yes, yeah, so it is yeah. still hard to buy that her dad is Dave Johns as well. Um, yeah, who... who is he? Who? Why Daniel Blake. Thank you, love. 
<laughs> You're right, <darling. laughs> I, I forgot to mention that the uh, the mayoral debate is sort of um, being disturbed by a um, right-wing rally. Um, the group is called Albion, who are mm. sort of protesting against the mayor, the current mayor, who is, is Ace Batty's character, about the fact that he's, I mean, like the immigration row, I suppose. It is very sort of... Relevant. It feels it feels worryingly relevant. Yeah. Is the way I Although, would like the last it. series as well with the the modern slavery, I thought was mm. was tackled mm. well there. I read a review of it, not a review, but like a, a preview, if you will, and they they described it as like having a sort of comic, being like a cartoonish world. And I oh, don't. I would completely is. disagree but, about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Joanna Scanlon's performance is heightened to an extent, but there is the sort of emotion that pours out after joy dies and you see mm. even viv breaking down and the sort of suspicion is because the gunman was heralded out by a getaway driver on a motorbike that um they, they're trying to track him down and they think it is this character played by neil maskell who is the leader of this group um but he wasn't there at the time they sort of run a pub where they hold all their rallies and He's saying he was there, but they think that he was involved. <laughs> I, I think what sets no offence apart, the tone is just mm. unique to no offence. And mm. I, I think every time a series goes away and you start it up again, like I hadn't seen, obviously like you, I hadn't seen no offence since the last one last mm. year. And I always worry, am I going to be able to connect with it again? Am I going to like it as much? Because you, you know? struggled to begin with, with the tone. Yeah, I, th- when, I, think, when it first I, I think I had that same issue that people thought. I thought uh, Joanna Scanlon's performance was so big and it sort of overwhelmed it. But then you, I got you didn't to realise that that you, was you the point. No, I bought the DVD because I have this rule that I think I'll like it. And if I own it, if I've spent money on it, I have to watch it because I have to get the money's worth. And I did watch it... Um, about half, it, it had been finished probably about three months by the time I watched it, and I wish I'd been on the bandwagon with you from the start. And I think series two was was brilliant, and this, dare I say, seems the most switched on of them all so far. I think this is going to go in a really interesting mm. direction. I connected with the world and the characters immediately, like I hadn't been away from them for any length of time. I think the dialogue is as sharp, as snappy as ever, despite not actually being written by Paul Abbott this time. This episode feels completely like it belongs in the world of no events. I cannot do anything but praise it. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was really... I know it's 45 minutes or 47 minutes without ads, and yeah. I thought it whizzed by. Yeah. I just think it's it's compelling, interesting, and unlike anything on television. And I want more eyes on it. So if you've never seen it, I think this might be a good place to uh, to start, mm. really, because I think they've they've let a lot of the things of the past, like Joanna Scanlon's husband's story. I think that's probably uh, much like yeah. him dead in the water. So I think because a lot of that, you know, was around joy as well, wasn't it? Yeah. And the fact that I was really, really, really into it almost immediately. It didn't need to try very hard to get me. I thought the, despite knowing the big sort of mm. shock, Twist. it's still really had me on the edge of my seat. I love the little lines that only um, that Joanna Scanlon and Viv mm. Deeran can get away with, like the young detective who she calls Fetus Cop. Yeah. I love, <laughs> I love I've got more um, five, five o'clock, o'clock shadow, shadow than, than you have. Than Paul Ritter's amazing. 
Paul Ritter's first appearance on screen this year as this sort of camp film director was was super he plays the pathologist doesn't he in this yeah. and i feel his scenes i mean he's sort of like the father figure in a way isn't he, he she's the mother figure and he's the slightly father slash sort of creepy uncle figure um i just think he he's got a knack of sort of just appearing in a scene halfway through and just like yeah, and taking it over yeah yeah yeah. No, not but, taking it over, but adding to it. I don't think yeah. he's ever like steals the thunder from everyone, but he enhances every scene he's in. But I think oh, this, this year they've got such a strong supporting cast as well. Like as I said, like Neil Maskell, Sharon Rooney, Dave Johns, uh, Lisa McGrills, who we love in Mum, uh, a bit of a different role for her as well. Yeah. So um, yeah, just really, I, as you say, I think what works for it is the pace. I think as well the set they've chosen for the police. Mm. office is very it's like an old building um it's all set yeah in manchester and friday especially especially the toilets which is an odd thing to say bathrooms are very like spacious and like old like flooring and stuff like that it just feels it feels very aesthetically different from other cop shows but it it still does feel rooted in reality i think if this was an american show i think people would be more Oh, people Open would call it. it quirky, wouldn't yeah. they? If it was I think show. I think the Brits have got an issue with sort of separating things Prime like drama that. Drama has to be, you know. I don't yeah. know though, because it's, it's nine o'clock. This and and press started. I don't know how well press did. Mm, let me just. I did ask somebody. Let me yeah. give you the overnight figures. Hang on. So BBC One's press overnight got two point eight million That's viewers. That's not great, is it? No. That's about what uh, Wonderlust got as well. Yeah. I mean, I hope it does well. Channel 4 seem to have faith in it because not many things on Channel 4 get to a third series. So no, I no. think um, no, they, Paul Abbott and the team ha- have to be proud of that. And the performances are really good and they the chemistry between them. I mean, I, I really like um, Elaine Cassidy as well. I think she's great in it. I don't think it gets enough credit for the for the dark storylines, for no. the dark stories it does focus mm. on. Last I mean, year, you're quite right. You, the modern you had slavery. The modern slavery. The first year, they took a massive gamble yeah. with a Down syndrome story. That sort of gets forgotten, and I think it's a damn shame because it's a great, great, great show, and you need to start watching it. So if you've never yes. given it the time of day, you've written it off as something you thought it was that it wasn't. Uh, I was guilty of that at the start, I'll admit, but I got on the bandwagon eventually, and I, it's one of my favourite shows. And I'm looking forward to seeing the direction that this mm. goes. No offence. Is it a is six on... or an eight? It's a six, which is a shame. Because Was it an eight is... previously? It's been an eight, a seven, and now a six. But, but I suppose it's one of those way where Paul Abbott's got a sort of idea of how yeah, many episodes the story can yes. go over. So I suppose if he feels this can only stretch to a six, that's also, the best way to do it. Exactly. And this isn't a, a drama where you can tell the same crime drama stories we've seen before this has to go for the bigger bolder stories and it tackles them with with relative ease and with gusto and guts so please nine o'clock thursday channel four watch it tell your friends to watch it as well if you're a fan it needs eyes on it whether you watch it on the tv or you catch up on all four just talk about it on twitter get the conversation going no offence, 9 o'clock on Channel 4. We'll do Strictly Quickly, because there's not a lot to talk about, really. Well, I, I like the feature, Quickly Strictly. We did it a few years ago. The, uh, it was the uh, meat market show where they all got paired off. Yeah, no real surprises. Um, I mean, Anton Dubeck got um, Susanna Constantine 
possibly yeah. going to go out first. I heard. Uh, it's like, I don't. I don't like her. Okay. The one criticism I would have is that the final dance number. It was really hard to actually pick out how yeah. well everyone was doing. The cameras seemed to be going everywhere. I know it's hard when there's like fifteen couple so 30 people on the floor at once but yeah. it just felt like you hardly ever you hardly saw any of danny john jules at all no um, there were there were some people who even in their previews and stuff didn't really seem to get as much razzmatazz more often i love that phrase thank you i also love there was i think ian highland who's one of the tv critics in the mirror i think mm. did did tweet and say he loves the way in fact that the the real dancers you know the people who could dance like the danny john jules like the the girl out of steps and the girl out of the pussycat dolls always play down you know oh, dancing in a band well i think danny john different. i think you're overplaying how much dance experience yeah. danny john jules actually has it's not like you can't put Danny John Jules on the same level as Ashley oh, Roberts, no. who's in okay. the Pussycat Doll. But, <laughs> yeah, but that's a fair point. Um, he was a cat, not a pussycat. Huh? Oh, Luke, um, and you decided to watch it this year? No, no. But no are you going to watch some of Dancing with the Stars? Because I believe that's starting while you're out there. I might do, because I want to know, you know, their shows are just so big and in your face so i might watch it and they still managed to get even though they've had many many more so i mean it's season 27 of dancing with the stars and they did yeah. two a year no one yeah. no one was knackered the last series for example they had frankie muniz so they're still like oh, yeah. attracting names well they they did bring up the fact that um nicole searchwinger uh one dancing with the stars <laughs> oh god oh, that's what that's what they call her everyone complains anytime there is a ringer on strictly but the, the states they've had as i said nicole Scherzinger, maya the singer do you remember her was on uh, yeah she, she was a professional dancer yeah. um but yeah no i mean it's it feels like you know autumn's with us now strictly's with yeah. us now no, Saturday really. the 22nd is the is the start date. Unfortunately, I'm on a stag do that night, so I will miss the first Strictly, so Gary well, will have I, to be... I will take copious notes. <laughs> just about the female dancers, just uh, yeah. Nadia and Katia and yeah. Oxar. What is the name of the one that was paired with Lee Ryan? Because I really don't remember Nadia. it last year, and I, and I think I should have done. She um... was pet, she was with... Um, <laughs> What's his face from EastEnders? Kush uh, EastEnders last year. I that you do feel that there will be the always oh, Lee Ryan having a bit of a romance. Well, th- th- you could almost pick the ones that might be having the romance. I mean, I I could almost see Rachel Riley screaming at the television when he's when it when, when Pasha got uh, the Pussycat doll. Ashley. Ashley. That man alone, he's mine. I stole him last year. But all the YouTube comments are about bloody what's his face. Joe Sugg. Can I just apologise for the listeners at this point? Sorry, because for swearing. Quick, no, quickly, <laughs> quickly, strictly has not lived up to his name. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so have we got a revised prediction now we know the pairings? Or are you still going for I'm, Danny I'm, John Jules? I'm sticking with Danny John Jules. I'm sticking with Sugg because I've seen the YouTube comments. Luke, quickly put a prediction in. Oh, God. Um. Oh, Sonia out of EastEnders. Oh, I oh she's already done it. Oh, dear. Um, was in two thousand nine beforehand. I will go with. Oh, now see, all my brain's gonna lose in it completely. It's gonna come be on. One come of the on. dancers. One of the dancers. Come on. Um. Put your remind money me, where you... Very quickly, remind me who's in it. Um. Ashley Roberts, Fatos, Lee Ryan, um. Charles Venn. 
I'll go. I'll go with Lee Ryan. I don't like him. I'll go just to make this end. Doctor Ranch. I'll go with Lee Ryan just so. Graham Swan. Yeah. No, Graham Swan. Actually, I'll go with. Really? Swans are good dancers. Well, normally. Yeah, and also cricket players players have won it in the past. That's true. Okay, you can end it now, Luke. I felt like I was in some weird, horrible loop there. Right. Let's continue. That 11 hour flight ain't looking too bad now. I know. An hour and 15 minutes of this is long enough. And I hadn't even stopped for a meal to read at any point during this. Um, Let's do Pick of the Week then. It's up on the website now. This is where we point your face at something worthwhile in the week. I'm going to do the obvious thing Killing Eve, which is on Saturday night, 9 15, and then all on the iPlayer. One of my favourite shows of the year. Please watch it. Get Get the Twitter conversation going. It's incredible. I love it. 9.15 Saturday and all on the iPlayer. I'm going to go off list. Oh. I'm going to go oh, to Netflix. Do- oh, you beautiful person. Yep. American Vandal season two this Friday. Well yes. done. What is it? This, what's the tagline? Oh, I can't remember now. It's I something can't to remember. do with poo or something, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, something to do turd burglar or something. Yes, hashtag turd burglar. <laughs> Okay, that's Friday night. Uh, Friday from one midnight. of the one of the um, the reviews. Uh, sweeter, sadder, and full of crap. Looking forward to it. Time. I'm gonna go for King Arthur's Britain: The Truth Uncovered on BBC on Sundays at nine o'clock. Okay, fair enough. That's it then. Um... I expect a review of that on the next podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. I'll be. Alice what, I should, what, what I should say as well <laughs> is that I'm still keeping up with Succession. I'm on the final episode. Oh, if well you done. if you raved about that as much as we did on the podcast last week, I've seen three now. So. Oh, it's so good. I'm over, I'm still sitting over on number one, but that's because I've been watching other well, things. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. as I'm you'll find out next week, it. podcasters. You'll find yeah. out next week. <laughs> oh why? Oh yes. All the, all the tension. I know the answer to that, and even I was excited <laughs> and wondered why. Because we what, haven't, because they what? haven't heard the Killing Eve bit yet. Oh, okay. So that is it. I will be vaguely uh, contactable uh, online on Twitter when I'm in the states. <laughs> you can is use just that. Just for me and Matt's purposes. Are you six pound, six pound a day to use my phone. Not going to do it. Wow. At Luke Custard TV, if I can get find Wi-Fi in the hotel. An internet uh, cafe. That's what you'll have to. Do they, special, are they a thing? What special? What's this special relationship we have with America, where it costs you six pounds to pick up your phone? That, that doesn't exist anymore. The special relationship. No, it's, it's kind of enough. been, it's kind of been turd burglared on. If we gave if we gave titles to our podcast uh, this week, would be yeah. called Turd Burglar. No, next week we'll be. We'll oh, next week we'll be Turd Burglar. You're going to be watching some American band. Oh yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll have to come up with a list of shows we can watch. Yeah, gosh. Yeah, what will it be like without me? Probably more coherent in a weird sort of way. I was going to do the Michael Bolton song, then. Daughter and more to the point, possibly. (laughs) Facebook.com for Custard TV. More of our individual reviews can be found on our YouTube channel. Just search the Custard TV. Matt and Gary are on uh, Twitter as well, at Matt's TV Bites and at The Gary Show. And email us with your suggestions of what you've been loving. uh, custard TV reviews, that's with an S in case I'm not enunciating, at gmail.com. And then also write us a kind review if you're enjoying this podcast <laughs> on iTunes or Podbean or Acast or Stitcher or if you're listening Overcast. to us. Overcast. If you're listening to us on an Amazon Echo and we just won't stop 
Alexa's not doing what she's told. I didn't realise as well. So speaking about Alexa, you know what's coming back very, very soon? Again, South while Park. I'm in America, South Park, I hadn't realised. I, I thought we had to wait till nearer sort of November, December time. So that was a is nice Is it not? Surprise. Is it? When is it start? Is it soon? Because it's normally the first, of sept- first week of September. Yeah, it's like the third week. I think I'm away for the first one and back for the second one, but I might... You should, pri- you should probably find Comedy Central. I remember when we were around the States, we watched nothing but Comedy Central. That's where I first discovered The Daily Show. Uh, how often and... was that on? <laughs> how to derail a podcast in one sentence. I, I didn't won't... fall for it, though, did I? I? No, you're too smart. I won't, be, I won't be here, possibly, ever. I don't know. We'll have to see how it goes. But, um... Gary and Matt will will keep you company on the next one. We'll, we'll, try, we'll try our best. Yeah. Or, or, or Gary and Matt, as in, you'll hear one of the sides of the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should both tape like a complete side. And then you just, you just connect the dots. Yeah. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Rate and review us wherever you find us. Search The Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes and Facebook. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.